In this episode of Octal FM, Sephron helps you get started watching anime. If you've never watched anything more than Pokemon, or you need help expanding your watch list, by the end of this episode, you'll go away with a pile of new shows to watch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Gelada. And I'm Sefran. And actually, this is our 50th by number episode, which is quite, yeah. quite a big deal, really. I know it's actually our 51st because I was the one that, you know, foolishly called Insist the first episode, episode, episode zero. zero. But apart from that, <laughs> let's pretend yeah. it's our 50th episode, the this big 5 episode, Which is pretty awesome if you think we've, we've done this now consistently without missing a single week for... For what two years now basically yeah, i mean we've we've smashed it and considering when we were you know younger this isn't the episode by the way if you're listening and you're like oh god is this just like a like filler episode I promise we're oh, gonna get no. to it um, but it's, it's it's good because you know when we were younger and we did a podcast and um, which we talked about before that felt like forever but we actually did. we didn't do 50 episodes we did like 40 47 i think we did no, yeah less, so i think it was fewer than that i think it was less yeah it's we just anyway we're we're absolutely smashing it um and it's been it's been a lot of fun and continues to be a lot of fun yeah today continuing with that theme we're talking about something that i was actually kind of surprised that we haven't really done in 51 episodes um Not and that really, is sort no. of a an intro to anime if you like mm. um a sort of you know a little bit like if you've if you've been a if you've been listening for all of these 50 epi- 51 episodes uh then uh, <laughs> you you may have heard our episode that was kind of like an intro to coffee episode where we sort of talked about how to get into specialty coffee and stuff like that and this is sort of the same thing but for anime mm. and the reason why it's it's weird that we haven't already done it is because anime was actually a big part of our old podcast yeah. and in fact we had a whole section for it we did yeah back when they were a bit longer form as well yeah and uh, and you know it's a big part of your life and you know the sort of content you consume and so we have talked a bit about it we've talked about um your name in the past mm-hmm. the the film uh but we've not really talked about anime as a whole so what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about today yeah well i thought rather than doing the typical breaking down like different series that i think you should watch sort of thing i thought it would be more useful for like you said sort of like the coffee guide to give people an idea of maybe how to start anime like how Mm. to break into the kind of the media as a whole because it's one of those where when you're first kind of like i'm kind of interested so that was that looks kind of cool and then you you go and do a little even just a little bit of research in like where to start what to do what to start with watching you're like oh my god there's so much it's just this (laughs) giant wall of information because I get that sometimes with things like uh, comics, like Western-style comics. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, I could maybe read some Marvel or something, you know. And then I'm like, where do I start? Mm. Like, because there's so much of it. Mm. And to me, that for anime, there's just no issue there. Because, like, like you say, it's been a big part of my life for quite a long time. You know, I started watching when I was, like, 15, I think. You know, it's, like, half my life. Um, so, for me, it's not a problem. But I think if anyone who hasn't been kind of part of their life for such a long time getting started is, is really difficult so the way what was going to do the episode was we were going to try and explain how to start not just where to start but also how to start like what to mm. choose uh, maybe what would be best for you what to look out for 
also get a little bit more information around the community as well because it, it's quite a unique community as well uh, with, with its fans and its creators and it's currently growing kind of uh, pop, mainstream popularity as well is really interesting and then we're going to maybe discuss like how to watch it because it's not like your typical tv show you know you can't just go and watch it on tv you know yeah you, you have to go to specific places no agreed it's not it's not just filling up your uh, your tv schedule and it's not you know it's it's not a a huge portion of what you can see when you go and look on you know popular streaming services and stuff mm. like that right exactly and it's something you kind of choose to go and watch like you dedicate time to to watch anime usually there are plenty of opportunities for you to sort of like just binge watch a disposable series absolutely but a lot of the time you go right i'm going to sit down and watch a couple episodes of this series that i'm really enjoying and knowing where to go to get that is maybe less obvious than it would seem Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was going to discuss about like series that I would just recommend watching, not necessarily ones that are great starters, but ones that maybe you could watch if you've gotten a little, you got your feet wet a little bit and you want mm. to kind of test the waters a bit more, a bit more in depth, you know? Cool. I guess it might be actually useful for people that, you know, I think most people listening probably do know what anime kind of means, um, but I think that it would actually be worth us talking a little bit, right, about, you know, what are the terminologies that we're going to be using if you're not familiar with them? What are the things that you're going to see when you, when you know, when you're look, reading about anime or when you're exploring, you know, what to watch and stuff like that? Yeah, like, again, it's one of those things where I think if you've been part of the medium for even a short while, you take for granted all the kind of I don't, I don't want to say use id words, but sort of like buzzwords and jargon that get thrown around yeah. with it a lot. Um, so I thought it would be quite useful to sort of explain some of those, some of the more common ones that you'll probably see when you're doing a little bit of research or when you're kind of going on certain sites and stuff like that. The first one I thought was probably just define kind of the word anime. Hmm. Like, because I, I find that's less obvious than maybe I would think it is, or I guess you maybe even you, you would think it is. And t- typically anime is it's usually Japanese. It doesn't have to be, uh, but typically it is. Uh, and it's an animated show. And it's not necessarily the equivalent of, say, a cartoon. Because the shows are usually a bit longer than a typical cartoon. They're usually like 25, 30 minutes, um, roughly, in length. Uh, and they're targeted at, like, every kind of imaginable audience. You know, from young children to kind of, like, full-grown adults and all sorts of demographics. So that's sort of what an anime is considered. It's it's usually like an animated piece of work, right? That That's sort of a, a given, I suppose, considering the name. The other term that kind of goes hand in hand with it a lot is the word like manga or manga, as Americans say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't want to discriminate between how you want to say it. And that, again, is typically Japanese, and that's usually printed media. So that's like your... The equivalent of like comic books here in the West, I suppose. Right. But they're they're more similar to like visual novels. Yeah, um, I was going to say it's kind of like graphic novels, isn't it, rather than comics in some yes. ways. Exactly, because I find kind of Western comics like your Marvel and your DCs, and I'm not a, I'm not an authority on that whatsoever. But I find that they usually have much larger pictures. Like the the frames are kind of much larger. Like you'll have a one entire kind of A4 size page dedicated to one action scene or something. Whereas, say, manga generally has more words in it, the panels are much smaller, uh, they're kind of more densely packed, pages are usually smaller as well, they're usually kind of mm. like, what, 
I, what, what are your sizes? It's like A6 size, is it? Somewhere I don't know. Like like they're definitely more sort of book-sized or notebook-sized yeah. rather than like a comic, which is typically sort of feels like it's around. It's not A4, but it's kind of a little bit smaller than mm. A4. Um, manga are also, a, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just the stuff I've read, but you get a lot of stuff that's black and white or it's, it's not really printed on sort of like glossy paper. It tends to be printed on more kind of book-style paper. Mm. Um, and, or, of course, a lot of it... Um, depending on the level of sort of localization, you tend to read back to front, right? You, yeah. you read it right to left because right that's how left, it would yeah. have been read in, in, in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how sort of the writing system in Japan is, is is done. It's right to left rather than left to right. So oftentimes publishers will keep it like that so that when they do localize it into, say, English, uh, the artwork doesn't get messed up. They, they, you know, if they just flip the artwork, that would work, obviously, to read left to right. But then if they've written something like that doesn't just flip like a word in the pictures themselves, then that will be backwards. Yeah, absolutely. And also the panels are are in a different order as well. So you would, you would literally have to mirror the entire artwork, right. To get it to kind of flow the right way. And if there's any sort of artwork where stuff's breaking out from one panel into another or anything kind of creative like that, then that's really going to start getting you know muddled up so yeah. it may seem like a novelty that it's the wrong way around in inverted commas but actually you know it it, it does kind of need to be that way and it makes a lot of sense yeah definitely uh, and that's become much more the norm as well now like mm. if, when kind of manga started becoming more more kind of common in the west like especially in the uk it was always 50 50 whether you got a series that was like left to right or right, right. to left whereas now it's like pretty much 100 percent of the time it's right okay. it's uh, right to left interesting um but that's kind of by the by that doesn't really have too much bearing on what we're on about today the other two sort of terms that go hand in hand with each other are sub and dub now they kind of again they're self-explanatory to some extent but a sub or a dub when it comes to anime is a series which would be subtitled in its uh, in your language so in our case english with the audio being the original language which is typically japanese um and then a dub is sort of a, a dubbing over of the original audio in audio of your language so english in this sense instance and a lot of the times you find series that are brought to the west have quite significant changes in the dub Although in fairness, in recent years, dubbing has become much better uh, and translations are usually much more accurate and faithful depiction of what the original like Japanese voice actors were trying to convey, you know, right? which is interesting because like games have actually been doing it much better for a long time, whereas anime is yes. sort of only just catching up now. That's a really interesting point, actually. You know, it feels like a lot of care and attention goes into a lot of um, English localizations of games. I guess maybe it's partly because with games, there's a lot, usually it's the writing that drives the localization mm. uh, not necess- and then the voice acting is reading the writing. And actually that means that you've got a different situation where you are going to naturally employ writers to fill that role. Whereas perhaps in an anime dub, you're it's a bit less of a writing thing and more about a translation thing. Yeah. And so I think maybe you have, there are different goals there there, are, and there are different kind of targets to meet in a situation where you're sort of wanting to dub, uh, you know, like just think about, um, you know, films in general, you know, being changed from one language to another, you know, that's very different to a game, which is more like a storybook. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's quite different. Definitely. But that's sort of the two things to those two words that you'll you'll hear a lot when you're sort of doing a little bit of research and one thing that i wanted to mention which is sort of by the by here 
don't let someone else's preference on either sub or dub, if there is a choice, change your mind on something. Go with what you think is better. I really hate that whole, oh no, you can't watch a series in, in English. It ruins it. That's rubbish. Like nowadays, like dubs are really good. Um, a lot of the kind of companies that are doing it now are doing it because the fans want it, not because they're just sort of trying to make a quick buck, so to speak. Hmm. So fans generally won't accept poor quality dub work anymore. I mean, you go back like 15, 20 years. Yeah, it was it was atrocious. Yeah. But now like a lot of series, a lot of modern series are really, really good. In fact, there are some series that I'm watching currently in English because I just think it's better. And, and, it's, and I guess that is also a sign of the times in terms of the money that's involved and the popularity. You know, the fact that there is more money and there's more popularity in the West with in anime means that there's more money to spend on, on you know, high quality dubs and, and spending yeah. more time on, on getting it right. Which I think is really important because it opens up for the media for so many more people which because mm. a lot of people they, they struggle maybe to keep up with the subtitles like yeah. uh, my, my partner laura she she does she struggles to sort of like read the subtitles and kind of carry on with what's going on on the screen mm. as well especially if it's kind of an action heavy series uh with like lots of moving going on so yeah like sometimes the dub is is really good and also necessary so don't let people put you off watching it in dub in english or your native language uh, if that's what you prefer but then equally so um, it's definitely worth trying to watch series in subtitles sometimes because like either there is no English options or there is no you know, other language option at all it is just going to be the original with subtitling so and you'll get used to it as well like the more you watch it the kind of more used to it you get with subtitles I, 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 I find mm. the other thing as well that I wanted to sort of touch on briefly before we start getting into really where to start is just that anime is now for everybody like I'll, i think a lot of the original bias towards anime was that it was for kids like it was a cartoon and i think that was kind of the west's media distributors fault because they sort of saw these popular kind of like animated shows in japan and they thought we could market that to the west you know really cheaply license it for like next to nothing um slap a couple of english voice actors on sell some toys job done but now like you'll find that Anime is brought over in all shapes and sizes, so you'll have series for young children, obviously. But it, it, no matter what your demographic is, you're going to want... There'll, there'll be something that will suit you. You know, something will you will kind of take your fancy, as it were. Hmm. But one thing I did want to mention, because I think it's something that doesn't necessarily get brought up in kind of seriousness enough, is that it also can be a bit of a minefield when it comes to finding series that are appropriate for you as well. Hmm. Anime can be surprisingly adult in in certain circumstances, both in its content, but also in its fan base's content as well. So if there is anything maybe that like either offends you or it's something you just don't want to deal with, you know, just be careful about what you look at and kind of what series you're looking into. Maybe try check tags and stuff like that because hmm. it's you don't want to kind of end up, you know, finding something you just didn't want to see in the first place sort of thing because it is a really broad media you know yeah definitely i think that there was this sort of the fact that in the west cartoons are for kids right like and an anime on the surface looks a lot like cartoons uh, i think that that's sort of where the association kind of began but at the same time i think that that would be that would really be doing it a disservice, and I think large by and large, you know, even in the West, I think we've mostly dropped that now, and we mostly understand that it, that isn't the case. But I think at the same time, I think there's still 
a sort of feeling of anime being very niche and feeling mm. like it isn't for everyone because I think that people sort of feel, oh, it's still quite, you know, there's a lot of sort of nerd subculture and geek subculture kind Definitely. of tied to anime and manga and that kind of thing. And I think that that can be a bit of a hurdle. Yeah, no, you're really right there. You know, which hopefully we're going to help um, sort of get over a little bit with with what we're going to talk about. Um, but I think that, that that is perhaps now anime's kind of issue, um, which I think, you know, I think it's tackling. Um, and we'll sort of come on to that a little bit as we go on. No, I think that that's a absolutely spot on point to make. Um, that is almost as much of a limitation in trying to break into the scene as just finding series that you might want to watch as well. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that it's starting to shed off that that more negative niche nerd culture a little bit now and kind of become more mainstream. As much as sort of like it's great that there was a media for people to sort of celebrate that was very sort of like unknown and kind of weird but also kind of cool. I'm glad that more people can enjoy the the series and what they are for what they are. You know. Mm, definitely but where would you start like you let's say you've never watched an anime before in your life you've you know you've maybe seen pokemon because like who hasn't (laughs) (laughs) um but you actually want to kind of get into a more traditional anime series you know something that is kind of more to the taste of well who you are now where was the best thing to start well for me the best thing to do is whatever got you interested in wanting to watch anime in the beginning with go with that like you must have seen something like you must have seen or heard or read or experienced a season a series of some description to have even understanding of anime well go with that like see we'll see what that how that leads you like for me it was it was primarily through video games like mm. i would play a game and i was like oh that's I recognize that artwork from that game I played and then I realized oh there's a there's a there's an anime of that and mm. that's kind of how I started you know looking into a series like that um but the next kind of way to to get into it and I think this is the safest bet for almost everyone really especially people who use the internet who thus are the people who listen to the show is use your nostalgia um mm. it's amazing how many series came to the west that were like really popular anime series in Japan and you can either rewatch those, and they aren't bad examples, but you could also try watching those in their original form, in, their, in again, typically Japanese form. And they're usually really, really different. So the series of examples that I, I came up with, like uh, Dragon Ball and uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Sailor Moon, Digimon, Cardcaptors, uh, One Piece, Naruto, things like that, they all had really different versions of themselves brought to the west so when you would have watched them in english on tv there would have been a very very different beast to what they actually were uh, which is more typical anime and you'll still have sort of like that connection to it you're like surely you've liked that series that's why you're kind of interested in the first place and watching the original versions of them is is kind of interesting uh, and it's kind of an eye-opener yeah i agree i think it's sort of especially if you do have particularly fond memories about some of those series i think that it is interesting to see and sort of a starting point to to look and go oh like these are actually quite different they, they sort of even just changing from english to japanese mm. like does change the uh the sort of tone of a lot of these series mm. quite a lot let alone you know changes in storyline or or you know missed scenes or you know anything like that or mm. or also with some of these you know some of these series ran longer in japan than they did in the west mm. you know where sort of tastes kind of changed in the west and so some of these have now carried you know have sort of carried on longer and have developed and so actually you can sort of pick up a series later on and sort of pick up a kind of modern you know version of what you watched you know however long ago it was that you were watching it 
Yeah, absolutely. And you'd be like, oh my God, there was so much more of this story and these characters I really loved. Mm, mm. And that's such a good feeling. And that that that's how you break into anime, right? Like it's it's that sort of feeling of nostalgia and that wonderful kind of feeling of discovering something new that you used to have. And yeah, that's a great way of doing it. And it's sort of in the same vein as that as well, is that a lot of those older series were usually very popular uh, because that's why they were brought over to the West to begin with. They, of, they often have remakes or sequels for them too. Right. So they're much more modern. So the, the, the animation style is kind of much cleaner and crisper. Uh, the stories are usually a little bit more in depth or even if they're remakes, they're kind of like chopped down to be more con- uh, concise and like a little bit less kind of padded for runtime's sake, you know. Mm. Uh, examples of that are things like uh, Dragon Ball Kai and Dragon Ball Super, which are sort of like the current new Dragon Ball stuff. Uh, Digimon Adventure Try, which is sort of like uh, a modern kind of like three years on from the original series so it's all the same characters but it's a brand new story uh card capture sakura clear which was again like a continuation of the story for the card capture story so again you you know all these characters and you know all these kind of plot lines but they're all brand new and they're usually like much cleaner and crisper so that's a great great place to start yeah and so if you let's say you start there um and then you know you sort of you're dipping your toe back in it's kind of you've gone through that nostalgia trip but then maybe you're looking for you know now you're looking for something new now you're looking to sort of move beyond you know the sort of nostalgia childhood um series and you want to pick up something else what what's sort of where might you then go from there well the next kind of point that i've got is sort of this is where I don't like people to get too hung up on, but recommendations are kind of a good place to go with too. Mm. So one of the points I said is that like, if you've got any friends that like anime, chances are if they like a series, you'll probably like it because that's probably why you're friends because you usually like the same sort of stuff, right? So if they say, oh, this series is really interesting or really good, then yeah, give it a go. You're likely to like it. But if you don't maybe have any kind of like uh, people in your friendship group that are kind of into anime or maybe like you're trying to get other people into anime or something, another option is you just sort of follow the crowd. There's usually like a couple of really popular series mm. uh, that are airing at any one time. So, for example, like right now, like one of the big ones is My Hero Academia, yep. which is a, a super popular and usually these series aren't worth the hype that they get, but there's always something behind the reason why they're being talked about a lot. Like, and they're usually worth watching. I feel like this, these, these sort of, I know what you mean, like the kind of like the super popular series are sort of like a something like Game of Thrones or something like that. Yeah, like where it's exactly. like it's like some series that's like massively popular and it's probably good. You're probably gonna like it. It may they may be a little bit overhyped, but at the same time there's a lot to like about them. And I think that I do wonder maybe the overhype comes a little bit from the way that Japan's sort of geek culture tends to like go so all in on mm. things and i think maybe that kind of leaks out a little bit and so then that's sort of why some of these things may seem a little bit overhyped is because mm. that's coming from that kind of culture and that kind of environment where that's a little bit more the norm i just i just think back to being in japan and looking at all of those like models that people buy and sell of like characters of mm. you know and there's just like people just get obsessed right and so yes. i think that's why some of these super popular series seem a little bit overly hyped but nonetheless that doesn't mean that they're bad right no definitely not 
it's that all sort of saying like where there's smoke there's fire sort of thing yeah exactly so there's usually something to the series as why they're so popular so maybe don't kind of buy in wholeheartedly with the hype but also don't be a complete cynic either sort of like give Definitely. it a go see what see what there is there's yeah. usually something that's good about them that's worth watching and then if you don't like it well whatever move on to the next series so let's say you've done those or maybe you didn't find anything there another great way of getting started is sort of the classics as i say mm-hmm. like series which like forevermore will be known as excellent examples of the media now one thing that i think is really interesting and i'm quoting a, a, a youtuber who said this is that these are great anime but they aren't necessarily good good examples of what anime are because they're kind of the exceptions to what anime is weirdly which is I think is true but i also think that they are interesting enough that they are worth watching and they will get you more interested in anime as a whole and give you a wider kind of understanding of what anime can be as well so, so think- these are kind of, so these are kind of like anime where it, they're a little bit breaking away from the norm and so yeah. that's what's made them a classic is because yeah. they're a little bit kind of different so for example like the very first one i put on the list is is a very well-known one called cowboy bebop like a lot of people know this and a lot of anime fans will often cite it as a as one of the best series to start with because it's really good the english voice work considering when it was made i think like in the late 1990s is super good uh the animation quality is fantastic the story is really accessible it's kind of western in a lot of ways like it's kind of like a western set in space so Mm. there's already like western sensibilities um so it's very it's a lot less anime tropey so it's kind of kind of accessible in that way but then in a way that's also not an example of what typical anime is like um you know like it doesn't have the typical tropes that most anime shows will have so it doesn't necessarily prepare you quote unquote for like what else you would normally expect from the show from the series you know right so if you watch that and you're like oh this is what all anime is like then you're gonna be like oh wait hang on that's not the case because Mm. it's actually it's a good anime and it's a classic and it's a good one to watch and maybe a good starter one but not necessarily because it's a it's a very typical anime. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. But I think even with that said, and keep that in mind, these are definitely series worth watching, and they will usually point you on to similar series or similar series that have sort of like similar directors involved, or the fan base has sort of agreed that these two series are really good because they kind of play off of each other, that kind of thing. So they're usually a good place to start and find a really so find what you like as well like find a series style that you like so many variations so mm. if you like one chances are there'll be a similar series of the one you just watched that you could kind of try and just branch off from there so series that i've included to, to give a go is like cowboy bebop like i say uh, there's death note again another very popular one that one's a lot more sort of like uh a lot more narrative driven rather than action driven it's like a it's a, a kind of a murder mystery style mm. story almost uh, there's like Lupin the Third, which is a real classic sort of um, 80s, I think, 70s or 80s anime series, like a really, really lovely animation considering how old it is. Um, the original Dragon Ball, I don't mean Dragon Ball Z, I mean like the original Dragon Ball from like 1986. <laughs> like it's a classic for a reason and it, it's become one of the most popular shows for a reason. So again, it's worth watching. Uh, and maybe like something like Full Metal Alchemist as well, because it's a very, that sort of very middle of the road sort of like anime sci-fi action and it hits all of the the right beats to show what like an anime fight scene would be like and what kind of like mm. anime um, sort of like bad guy dynamics are going to be like, but also doing everything really well as well. It doesn't really fail at any one thing. It's, it does a mm-hmm. really good job of everything. 
So all those series are a really great place to start. The only thing to keep in mind, actually, that I forgot to mention earlier is sometimes with these sorts of series, it can be quite jarring going back and watching a series from say like 1995 or in Dragon Ball's case like 1986 yeah. when you say maybe seen a little bit of anime from like now like 2018 mm-hmm. because the the anime style and production quality and just video quality is just so stark because you think they, this would have been on VHS tapes and at best they've had like the original cells reprogrammed into a computer at best, but at worst, they're just the original VHS tapes that were aired on TV and then kind of put onto a Blu-ray disc. Yeah. You know? So video quality, <laughs> animation quality, um, just everything about sound quality, everything about them is usually much lower, but in not in a bad way. Like, it's just jarring. You know, it's just something to keep in mind. Because, like, my, my partner, Laura, she struggles with that. Um, like, we, we watch... Uh, I mentioned earlier we watch My Hero Academia together and then when I try and get her to watch like all the series she's like oh it looks rubbish and I'm yeah, like yeah. it's not that it's rubbish it's just old yeah <laughs> so try and take that into consideration so there's sort of you know some classics to maybe um, look at maybe you've looked at some you know you've gone back and you've looked at some of your you know your childhood animes and gone and watched them in their in their Japanese form. Um, but what do you have any um, other kind of recommendations of of ones of series that you've watched that you you know maybe you watched early on or maybe things mm. that you th- you think are kind of accessible and worth watching? You know, alongside mm. some of these others. So the ones I started on, and there's kind of a broad selection actually. Like I, I was surprised when I was looking back at this how kind of diverse my mm. kind of choices were. Um, series things like Trigun which is sort of like uh, an action comedy style series, um, which is kind of lighthearted most of the time. Uh, has like slightly kind of more serious moments spread, spread throughout the series, but usually kind of keeps a lighthearted tone. Uh, Outlaw Star, which is a kind of a sci-fi action show, very sort of like Hollywood style movie action with like a really badass hero and to fight the bad guys and all that kind of stuff. Very, very typically tropey in that sense, but but really, really enjoyable. There's Tenchi Muyo, which is one of like the earliest examples of what's called like the harem anime. It's not the earliest, but it's one of the kind of big ones that kind of like popularized it. The idea of like having one protagonist and then like a group of other supporting characters of the opposite sex, usually one man, like five, six women, but like sometimes can be the other way around uh, or vying for his attention in this case. The, the often comedy based but there's also some romance into it and there's also a little bit of drama into it so you get like a little bit of everything with those shows especially the the, the good the, the gooder ones <laughs> especially the the better ones like tenchi for example that aired on the original cartoon network for example that's like how i originally saw it interestingly mm. on toonami there's gto great teacher onizuka which is sort of like a, a slice of life comedy show about uh, a young adult trying to become a teacher in the Japanese schooling system and trying to help like disenfranchise you sort of like get back into the world a little bit and trying to help them out with all their problems very very funny but also really sort of like grabs you by the heartstrings sometimes when something mm. really emotional with the characters happens because the characters are all really likable uh, and relatable because you're just like, yeah, I've lived through that sort of scenario. Especially if you're like in your teens when you're reading this, like I was, um, because a lot of those situations, like even though they were in a Japanese environment in this instance, rather than say an English environment, it was still quite relatable. Escaflone, the vision of Escaflone, that's sort of uh, a fantasy mech series. Uh, mechs are usually like uh, kind of giant robots, like uh, giant machines piloted by humans usually. 
that's like a, a another world where like a character from earth gets transported to like a, an alternative kind of world like a parallel universe style thing uh, and she sort of like has to experience everything through the eyes of like a brand new visitor which is sort of good for you because you get to kind of see the world through her eyes so you get to do the same thing as a manga dio which is a, a kind of a slapstick comedy show based on what's called a four four panel manga series like yonkoma which is sort of like a style of kind of like um, Garfield or Snoopy comic sort of thing mm. here, like very short, very quick, snappy comics. And they've used they've taken those style of uh, some manga and kind of created an anime series out of it. So there's always like a laugh a minute. There's like a joke every sort of like, you know, a couple of seconds sort of thing. because yeah. It's the end of a beat. That's really interesting that there's like a term for that. I was just yeah, thinking like. Well, yeah, Yonkoma literally just means four panel. Right. Uh, four, four panel comic series. But that's it's quite popular, and there's quite a few other series that I would recommend that are that sort of format as well, and they're very very funny. It's it's very much a comedy series, um, and then kind of one of my favourites growing up was Full Metal Panic, which is sort of like an action sci-fi comedy romance drama series, like a bit of everything, um, all the genres. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of all the genres. That's sort of like, again, it's set in high school. You'll find a lot of anime set in school, I think, because like typically the audience is sort of like young adults. And that's sort of what they can relate to the most because that's usually where they are when they're watching it. Or like slightly older adults who kind of like pine for when they were at school because it was much more interesting and fun than their real life. (laughs) And all those series are quite accessible. Like they're not, they don't require you to know too much going in. You kind of watch them from like a very neutral standpoint. They all have pretty decent English, actually. Uh, Azumanga, not so much, but everything else have pretty good English options. Um, so if you don't fancy watching it in subs, you can you can watch them in their original forms, uh, in their dub form. Sorry. Nice. I have I have one recommendation to add, Ooh, um, go on. which is which is the only um, thing that I've watched recently, which is um, Madoka Magica. Um, mm. Not because I think that it's necessarily accessible, but I think if you want to like, I quite like it as a wild card because it's very like art house and sort of it's. I don't I don't want to give too much away but it sort of initially seems like it fulfills every trope there is um <laughs> but then actually kind of diverges away from it quite a lot mm. and becomes exceptionally I mean Wikipedia says dark fantasy and psychological thriller but then yeah. it also says magical girl as a genre yeah. so it's <laughs> I think it's a great combination and I think what I like about it is that if we're talking about anime as kind of like a broad genre with a lot going on I think it's a great example of like of a medium that's sort of challenging itself and mm. thinking about alternative ways of of you know like taking something that would be a very traditional concept and then turning it on its head quite a lot mm. and I think that that sort of sort of shows a level of the level of sophistication that you can have in this genre that people typically would think not genre sorry the whole the medium as a whole um that mm, people that would think isn't there with. Um, you yeah. know, I think it's a good example of that to make you sort of be like, oh, wow, okay, this can this can actually be really, you know, interesting or or, or weird, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. No, 100%. But, you know. <laughs> if you want like a lighthearted series, yep, they're there. But for every lighthearted series, it's also a very kind of like adult series with yeah. that has like really subverts what you expect or yeah. just has really interesting, weird or inventive and daring tones to them. Um, yeah. You find that a lot of the case as well, like 
anime are usually a lot more willing to experiment with sort of like weird storytelling mm. or stuff mm. like that. So you can often find some really interesting stories that you just wouldn't find in the West, I don't feel. Like Agreed. even Agreed. in comics and, you know, um, like fiction, I just don't think you'd find them. I find uh, anime and manga series usually push the boat out a lot more if they want to, but they can mm. also be very safe as well. So Agreed. So with all of this in mind, like all of the, you know, we've we've recommended a lot of things here. We've talked about a lot of series, a lot of things that you can watch. Like how, how, just how, just how <laughs> do you go about watching these things? I mean, 2018 is just the best year ever to be an anime fan. Really? <laughs> because it's so easy nowadays to watch mm. anime. Like you go back even 10 years ago, it was kind of awkward, especially in England more than America, but even still. But now you've got so many online services that cater towards exactly this. The The big one is Crunchyroll, uh, which is an online streaming service, very kind of like YouTube, Netflix style, uh, where they host loads and loads of different series that you can watch completely for free if you want, or you can sign up for like a premium membership side of thing where you get like no ads and you can watch stuff like more regularly as it comes out immediately in Japan, stuff like that. And they have a massive library of stuff that you can go and watch the, the whole series of right now and just binge watch it. No no problems at all. Similar services are things like Funimation. Uh, Netflix have a lot of anime as well, which, I mean, a lot yeah. of people already have Netflix and Amazon Prime. You know, they also offer a lot of anime too. Yeah, so I've you don't spotted even... that as well. Like there's there's quite a few little bits and pieces on Netflix. I've got, I've got a, you know, sort of building a list of stuff and they're doing mm. their own as well, right? Yeah, I mean, Netflix is throwing quite a lot of uh, a little money behind anime. Like they, they've, made quite a few of their own or rather they've sort of like licensed a lot of series mm. as like a netflix exclusive sort of thing and, right and given money to creators to create a show specifically for their platform you know some of them aren't great but some of them are absolutely fantastic so again it shows that these bigger more traditionally western and conservative companies are taking notice of this medium mm. and like realize that the, the the demand for it is there and the money is there too because if they didn't we didn't make the money they wouldn't do it right no of course <laughs> so the, those are all services that you can go and you can use to watch anime either completely for free or like as part of a subscription service that a lot of people already have anyway um a lot of the times as well they'll have um both in the original japanese and you can also have it in the dub as well like funimation is is very often the dubs whereas Crunchyroll will very often be like the sub option so depending on what you prefer or you can try both you know um one thing i think is very impressive as well and it's it's it doesn't really change where you can watch it but they have the ability now where literally within the, the time of space it takes to air in japan you can watch it on these websites like, that's really cool in english yes they're subbed or they're wow. already dubbed you know you can watch things like, I've used this example a few times just because I'm watching it currently, uh, My Hero Academia mm. in English, like within an hour of it airing in Japan. That's crazy. You, yeah, that's mad. You go back like 10 years and that you'd have to wait like a week for like a fan sub group to kind of like put together a really bad translation of, the, of it yeah. and kind of upload it <laughs> illegally. There are other options as well. You, um, surprisingly, there's quite a lot of series that are uploaded things like YouTube for free, like legally, um, by like the the licensee holders of your country. So you can go on there and you can find a lot of series there. You can watch completely for free, even without using these specialist services. Other options as well. You can you can still buy anime, like in terms of hard 
copies you know you can buy like dvds and blu-rays uh they still make them a surprising amount of money there's there's the big business in it still there's a lot of companies that are still pumping out new but also a lot of older classic series that now licenses of certain companies have expired like smaller more kind of niche fan centered Mm, businesses are kind of picking up and then re-releasing because they've not been available for such a long time yeah um and there's a lot of money in that and they're, they're relatively affordable as well like you can buy an entire series, which is typically 13 or 26 episodes. Um, that's sort of, it's, it's 13 episodes is sort of the length of half of a season in Japan on TV. So they're usually either that length or 26, like double the length. And you could pick them up from like 20 to 30 pounds. So like what, like 40 to $50? Hmm. Which is not that much when you consider no, how much yeah. content you're getting. You're getting you know? a lot for your, for your money, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's pretty reasonable. Hmm. And there are a lot of other options as well, like it is the internet, you know, wherever you can find digital information, you can find it, you know, in less uh, legal ways, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, Anime has a really interesting and long history with uh, like torrenting, uh, like fan subbing and stuff like that. Mm. Not enough time to go into it now, but it could definitely, it's really interesting. And there's there's a whole topic that we could even discuss in the future, potentially. Yeah, where you've sort of got the the historical pirating scene in inverted commas for sort of films and and software and games and stuff like that there's also the same thing but a very different kind of culture Mm. for anime as well and sort of lots of different terminologies and different ways of working and working in inverted commas um and yeah i mean the the came about primarily due to the fact that getting hold of anime outside Mm. of japan was just so difficult basically impossible right not far off impossible for most series yeah Yeah. and even if you did get access to it outside in in your country chances are it was like butchered for like tv release like kind of the original one piece for example was was awful it was just terrible (laughs) um so you know that was really your only option and kind of a legal gray area um i don't think it is legal but i don't think it is illegal either it's kind of yeah but anyway um so but you've got plenty of options nowadays there's there's so easy to get into anime nowadays if you want to um Mm. it's easier than ever which is which is brilliant because i want more and more people to experience it yeah definitely so do we have time to sort of uh go through a couple of your uh of your sort of favorites at the moment not really, no. I think we'll probably post them up on uh, the show notes for the episode on the website. Agreed. Just because I don't want to kind of go into gush mode even more than I already have about some of my favorite series of all times. Not we'll even, be here like, for like the series. same length of time again. <laughs> yeah, probably. So uh, if you want to kind of check out some of my, my top series of all time that I would recommend once you sort of get your feet a bit wet with uh, with watching anime, check out our website, check out the show notes for those. Yeah. Um, I recommend them in many different ways. They're all very different to each other and they all bring something very different and unique to to your anime watching experience maybe we could also do um you know some follow-up sound bites topics where we can just sort of have a chat about some of those as kind of like a follow-up to this episode um so that people can sort of hear hear you hear you gush a little bit (laughs) sounds disgusting (laughs) no Um, for sure because i can very easily kind of go into just like pure pure fanboy mode a lot absolutely sort of these series and i think soundbite is probably a better place to do that <laughs> and of course we'll link to all of the um all of the shows that we've talked about and you know all of this all of the services as well um we'll put those links together on the website hmm. i hope it's been really useful for you uh, i hope that this has given you maybe uh, an incentive or kind of like your your foot in the door to try and find mm. out where to watch anime and mm. like where to start and if you do and you find a series that like I've either recommended or like something else entirely, let us know. Like I'd love to know that you've sort of like decided to jump in headfirst as a result of what we've talked about today. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'd be really interesting to hear. 
if you have any particular starters that you think are really good you know maybe you're actually a, a bit more of an anime veteran um and you'd like us to recommend some other um shows to our listeners then do get in touch and let us know maybe that's we'll also cover that on a soundbite um or a, or a future episode um and so you can do that by sending us an email you can email show at octal.fm or you can send us a tweet uh, at octal fm on twitter you can also come onto our Facebook and have a chat with us about anime there. Um, that's facebook.com forward slash Octal FM. actually need to post on there. I haven't posted a lot on there recently. Mm. Um, so I need to pick, pick, pick that back up a little bit. Mm. But yeah, this has been a, a great episode, a great like 50th episode, um, you know, talking about a topic that really we've not talked about as much as we probably should have, mm. um, you know, or, or could have um, in, in Octal FM so far. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really good. Uh, yeah, it's been really I, fun, and yeah. I hope we managed to keep it informative without going too fanboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It was good. Um, and yeah, I've been Gelada, and I've been Seferin. And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon. Like I think we maybe post them up on the website All right. on, on our web on our on our web. Maybe we do, yeah, <laughs> our entire web. <laughs>